My name is Erica, and welcome to the Damsel No Distress podcast. On this episode, you'll get to meet my friend, Flynn Paikinen. She's a professional makeup artist based right here in New York City, whose work can be described as clean, fresh, and flawless. She works in film, print, editorial, advertising, fashion, television, and even does weddings. Your makeup artist, which I think is so amazing, because um, I think I've been wearing makeup <laughs> for what feels like forever, but I know it hasn't been forever. Um, but just like, how did you, how did you start in makeup? So my, my mom actually worked at a counter. Well, that, this is kind of how I like learned about makeup was that she worked at a counter when she was 25, I think is what she was. And so I saw her when I was growing up, always wearing makeup and that is all I ever wanted to do. And I think a lot of makeup artists kind of have that story of like seeing their mom or seeing somebody older than them wearing makeup. And I just wanted to wear makeup all of the time. And I couldn't wear makeup till I was 18. She actually wouldn't even let me wear makeup. Uh-huh. So I would wear like Vaseline on my eyelashes or, but as soon as I was 18, I had all these crazy trends, like blue eyeshadow. So it's funny <laughs> that she kind of went from, you know, you can't wear makeup to now, you know, express yourself. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I had the blue eyeshadow. I had on the like super, like the thick Mac. I don't know if you remember, but it was like the clear glass Mac, like in see-through. It was like a lip lacquer. Oh, I loved it. Jam. I loved it. I wore it all the time and all my friends made so much fun of me and they were like, oh my God, what are you doing? But I, that was kind of like where I started to like experiment with makeup, I would say. And then when I went to college, I was like the resident makeup artist for my basketball team, for all my friends, for like going out. Everybody would be like, get me ready, like do my hair, do my makeup. So I kind of like started to get an idea of how to actually do makeup with like a little bit of technique or I thought I was, but I, I really wasn't doing that great of makeup at that time. Um, and then when I, it was when I moved to New York city and, you know, I have my degree actually in communication and marketing that when I moved to New York city, I didn't want to do that. And I'm like, all right, let's go back to the drawing board. What do I want to do? And I had always loved makeup. And I I went to my dad and I said, dad, I want to be a makeup artist. And he's like, what? Like, what does that even mean? Like he was an engineer. My brother wants to be a doctor. Like I'm like the creative wild one saying, dad, I want to be a freelancer. (laughs) Like, but what is free? What does that even mean? What does free mean? I'm like, don't worry, it's going to work out. Um, so then when I, I, um, I went to makeup school for it. And then from there, it just has really evolved. And um, it's been like an exciting career. But I think, you know, when I first started, it was kind of more of, um, I felt like it wasn't taken so seriously. It was like, you know, Flynn, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a makeup artist, you know, and I I would kind of like put my head down almost as I was saying it. And like, almost like, you know, people didn't really think it was a real career. Um, And then as I've like, developed I'm so I'm so proud of like what I do and where I'm going and you know how I want my business that that is awesome so I also played basketball and I feel like you and I are both Mm -hmm. very I don't want I'm trying to think I don't want to use the word girly um but I feel like there's (laughs) this like juxtaposition that people see women like us who are you know aggressive on a basketball court but then after the game is over it's like okay you know hair up you see us out not in basketball clothes and it's like we're very feminine how how was that for you yeah 
Oh, I didn't. I mean, I didn't care, but people always made fun of me. Um, I was the girl with like the like I was getting lash extensions when I was in college. Like who does like who was I? Where was I going? Like nowhere. Um, and I would have like the self tanner on like I was my friend actually thought I was like orange. Like that was my coloring in college. She was like, I, are you like really is that your color? I'm like, no, it's like self tanner. Like I would have the full on makeup. I would wear hair extensions like I didn't care. But all my teammates were just like would make fun of me. And then I, I just kept rocking it. I didn't I, it didn't bother me. So then like eventually I learned that was not a really cute look. <laughs> but um but yeah, definitely. I think I think nowadays too, as I see more athletes being a little more into the glam or wanting to wear makeup. You know, I work with a lot of athletes now too on photo shoots, and you know, a lot of them are into it. You know, they're they they want the full on lashes. They they want to look good. They they're a little more um, well versed in makeup. Whereas I think when I was first starting out and I would work with athletes, they just didn't want anything. You know, maybe a little mascara. That was about it. Oh, no, I hear you on the like bad, bad makeup choices. I, it, I remember I've got like photos where I look back now and I'm just like, oh, who did I think I was? And two, why did no one tell me that this was terrible where I've got like <laughs> all kinds of crazy <laughs> hairstyles and my makeup was yes. just like, I did, I, apparently I didn't know or didn't believe in blending at the time. So everything is very like chunky or very severe, severe differences, like between my actual skin tone and like my foundation. And I look back and I'm like, yeah, in the photo, you could tell me nothing. Like I thought I was it. And looking back now, I'm like, Oh, Oh, I I needed someone to tell me maybe a couple more blending blending (laughs) moments. But that is so funny. But I love that you get to work with athletes and I've seen all of you, like a lot of your work and like we've actually gotten to work together, which has been cool. And you've worked with like everybody, like you're everywhere. Did you ever see this coming? Like when you first told your dad? Well, I told him like, dad, it's going to work out. I remember telling him like, it's like, trust me, like it's going to be all okay. And he's just like, okay. You know, and he helped me go through makeup school because I had a basketball scholarship. So my my way in, I was like, well, dad, I technically paid for college. So like, can you like technically help me to go to makeup school, you know? And it was not cheap. It was expensive. So he like trusted me at least in that forefront. Um, but did I see that it would develop into this? Um, not right then. I, I thought it would be successful, but I didn't, I didn't see myself working so much in like film and television and, in fashion and sports. And, um, I've just been very grateful to, you know, it's, it's not even so much me. It's a lot of the people that I meet who really, you know, they help me and they want to continue working with me. So I'm very grateful to everyone that wants to work with me. That's awesome. When was the moment that you were like, Oh, I've, I've made it. I'm doing it. I still live. Like I just started. It's so funny. Like I, I'm like, all, cause when you're a freelancer, you know, I remember like, I wouldn't take taxis to go to work. Cause I'm like, that's going to be factored into my rate. So I'm not doing that. So I've always lived like super, super below my means. And like, I always kind of like have that like, um, feeling of like, okay, I have to like, keep going, keep going. Because I feel like, you know, there's so many people out there that so many people that want to continue, um, working or, um, doing more like celebrity work or whatever they want to do in makeup. So uh, it's funny. I don't feel like I've like made it, made it. I feel like I am very grateful to be working as much as I do, but um, I just feel like I have a lot more to give. That's, I love that mentality. So 
how long have you actually been in makeup? Because I don't actually know how long you've lived in New York. Yeah, I've been doing makeup now for about 12 years. Oh, yeah. nice. And I, I started my company four years ago. It's been a journey. What made you say, you know what, I want to be a business owner, especially like a small business owner and a female business owner? Yeah, I, well, so my, my dad owned his own business. So I think just by osmosis, I kind of like saw what he was doing, even though he didn't really talk to me so much about owning a business. Um, so I kind of saw him run his. And then when I moved to New York, I started to work with, um, I worked with Bare Minerals for a couple of years and then I worked with Makeup Forever Pro and as I worked with Makeup Forever Pro, that was where I I was working at a, a makeup store that was for mostly professional makeup artists would come in there to shop and they would get all their makeup supplies for photo shoots, whatever they were doing. And so I started to, you know, pick their brain and just say, you know, do you need an assistant? Can I clean your brushes? Um, you know, asking them how they got started. And I ended up linking up with an artist, Munami Imai, who's one of my mentors. And she actually brought me on some photo shoots for like the first time being on a photo shoot. And it was I, with Marie Claire, it was a magazine shoot. And then um, she would just kind of like bring me with her on, on different jobs. And I would see how people work together. And I, I loved it. Um, so then I, I was working at makeup forever at that time for about four or five days a week. And I just started to get busier on my own of doing photo shoots and people calling me. And, um, I had to tell makeup forever, you know, I need to go down in my days cause I want to, you know, I want to really try this. And so I really kind of started the business cause I was just getting so busy. And instead of saying no to people, I, I thought, you know, why not create a team of, you know, I work with so many talented makeup artists who sometimes are thinking, saying like, Oh, like, um, I don't know why I'm not finding work. Like I'm, and they're super talented artists. Um, so I figured, you know, why not take a group of people that I trust and I, I've trained with, I've worked with them. I know they're going to do a great job and, you know, start a company makeup by Flynn where, you know, we, we do commercials. And if I, for some reason, Flynn can't do it, you know, I'm going to have a great team that I know is going to be an extension of me. Um, and the client's going to want to keep coming back because they're, they do such a great job. That is awesome. Like what, is there anything now that you've been in business for four years, is there anything that you would turn back to yourself at that point when you were going to start your business and say, Hey, you should definitely do this or, Hey, you should definitely not do that. Um, yes. What would I, I, I would have delegated, um, more in the beginning. Like, I think honestly, like just within the past year, I've been delegating more to people, um, doing more like operations stuff. Um, I was trying to do everything the first two, three years. And I think it, it was a lot cause it's a lot of like contracts that I work on and like back end stuff. And what I really love to do is makeup. Like I can do all that kind of stuff, but I, I like, I almost like someone telling me where I have to go. Like, Hey, Flynn, you have to be here at like 10 AM instead of like myself, like, you know, going, doing all the checks and balances. Um, so that's actually the next step that I have is I want to bring on a couple people for like at least part-time operations. Cause I have someone helping me out right now, but it's, it's not as often as I need. That that's awesome. Like that sounds like a good problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard when you like try to like, I, cause that part of me sometimes wants to know like everything that's going on. So just to kind of like not always know everything that's going on. That's true. That is very true. Do you, 
I feel like working on photo shoots and for like movies and commercials and that kind of thing, you've probably come across or had some really like crazy experiences. Do you have like, what's the best thing that's ever happened? And maybe what's like the weird, the weirdest thing? I won't, I won't say the worst because we don't want to put that out <laughs> to the universe, but like, what's the weirdest thing you had to like do or... The weirdest, I think, I think the hardest is always the hardest, the weirdest, um, fashion week gets really intense. It's always like, hurry up to wait. And a lot of times, you know, we're always so behind for some reason. It's like you start and it's like, we have all this time. And then the show is starting and we have five minutes. And now you have two makeup artists on one girl, two hair people on the same girl, and also someone doing nails, toes and hands. And so that I think is like hard because it's like you're trying to like maneuver, like you're trying also you want to be polite, like, hey, I don't mean to be in your space, but like we gotta go. The model is like moving and she doesn't look happy. Someone's pulling at her hair. So I think that is probably the most like uh like interesting moment um in this industry. Cause it's funny because you people like they see the runway show and it looks so glamorous, but to see in the back backstage is not glamorous at all the models are probably in pain oh, <laughs> it's just yeah it's just because yeah so that I think is is probably like the the wildest moment um the best uh I Nike asked me last year to put together a team of 12 makeup artists and hairstylists for the U.S. Open um with Naomi Osaka and um, all the girls that were going to be in the U.S. Open. And I think that was really exciting to um, to put together a team. And um, everyone did such an amazing job. And the tennis players were awesome. It was just really a, a great vibe. And every time I work with Nike, they've just been, like, top-notch. Everybody has been. But but that was a pretty fun, fun job. That is – that's cool. I love that that's, like, your highlight because it's another place where – women in sports and like the whole concept of like looking really feminine. Um, I think, I think sometimes when you watch tennis, it's like these ladies are doing something that is incredible. And then to see them sort of off the court, I'm always like, Oh, so glamorous. So well put together. Um, I know. So I, yeah. I like working with athletes. I definitely like working with athletes. I think they're, they're really fun to work with. That's I love it. I love it as one athlete from one athlete to another is kind of the, what you're giving them. You under you understand what they're going for, what they're going through. I have to say, I work with Diana Taurasi, and I, uh, I, I mean, she's. I like looked up to her as an athlete playing basketball. I'm like, this yeah. girl is like the best athlete ever. Um, and I, I, when I was doing her makeup, I was like, man, because I played, we played them my freshman year in college, and they smoked us. And uh, I, I remember I told her that story, and she was like, man, you play basketball? That's awesome! Like it was just like I don't know, we had like that vibe. It was cool. Nice. I, I, if it makes you feel any better, I also, my school also played her, uh, my, my oh, really? fresh, my freshman year. Um, I was redshirted though. Cause I had had like a car accident and couldn't play that season. And so it was so, it was so disheartening to like watch them. It was like watching a giant, like squish a bug. And the whole time I was like, oh, come yeah. on, we can do this. Come on. And I was just like, Oh, it's not, it's not happening for us. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's not going to happen for us, but this is going to be an awesome moment to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're the best, man. They're the best. I So I'm someone who I, I'll say before 
COVID because before COVID, you know, going to work and like, you know, leaving the house. I, I love makeup. I have loved makeup for a long time, but I also had parents like yours where they were like, you can't wear makeup until you're at least, I think it was like 16. And I was just like, oh, you're killing me. All right, fine. Because the girls around me at like 12 and 13 were wearing like, but even, even things as small as like colored chapstick. I was just like, oh, I want to wear that. My mom used to- Like Smuckers? Yeah. Oh my, okay. Can I tell you? (laughs) The fact that you brought that up was amazing. I loved the Dr. Pepper one. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. I was like, it smelled good. It like a little bit red. So it was like, I could say, no, no, mom, that's, it's chapstick. It's fine. But knowing in my heart, I'm like, this is, this is my gateway to lipstick. But like just thinking back, back to like wanting to wear eyeliner. And I remember I had a friend and she would end up being my roommate in college who actually showed me how to wear um, liquid eyeliner because she would put it on and I thought it was just one, the most amazing thing. And it made such a drastic difference on her face that I was like, I want to, I want to know how to do that. And I was one of those people who was like, okay, I'm going to try it myself a few times. And let's just say it didn't, it didn't go so well. Like, like there was a moment where I was like, I think I'm going to blind myself. Like, I don't know if that's <laughs> possible, but I, I could be blind for that's this. That's hard. Liquid liner was the hardest thing I had to learn. That was like the hardest. I was like, man, if I can't do liquid liner, I don't know if I could do this. It was, it was hard. Like the first two years, I felt like I, it was a struggle. Some, some days it's still hard now, but like, was there ever anything where like, what was your first... I don't even know, like technique, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Like, what was the first technique that you really were like, oh, I got this. This is my jam. And I want to tell people about it. Yeah. I, like my own technique or like a technique I learned from somebody. Either one. Maybe a technique that you learned from somebody. Yeah. I learned. So liquid liner was the most difficult thing ever for me. And when I first started, I, it literally probably took me two years to like conquer And I, there is a makeup artist, Elijah Jade. She's amazing. Elijah Jade Stewart. She's awesome. Um, And she's also one of my mentors and she worked for makeup forever. She was on the education side, but just like a phenomenal makeup artist. I look up to her so much. And when she came in one day, I was, cause her liner, her eyeliner was always on point. Her liquid liner was like perfection. And I'm like, I gotta ask her how she does this. And so I just said, like, Elijah, can you teach me how to do liquid liner? Cause yours is just amazing. And she literally said, you have to look in the mirror as you're doing your liquid liner and you pull your eye out just a little bit of the outer corner. And as you're looking in the mirror, you have to keep your eyes open and you just gently, you do the outer part first and then you go in and do the inner corner. And it just made so much sense. Cause I was closing my whole eye as I was doing the liquid liner and then I would open it and it looked crazy and they never looked the same. And so she just, she taught me like, as you look into the mirror, you just do it that way. And it, it, it has been so much better. Even when I do it on my clients, it's so much easier um, just to be able to like, look at them. Hearing you say that, I'm like now because of COVID, like I haven't been wearing makeup. And so now I'm like thinking through like, well, how do I do it? <laughs> But I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it your way and I'll take a picture and I'll let you yeah. know how it goes. Show me. Yeah, I can show you too if you want. Yes, definitely. Make, you can't make any promises. But uh, but I like, the, so you've mentioned now that you have two mentors. Do you have more? Um, 
my mom, I would say my mom is definitely somebody who goes against the grain for like everything she does. She's very, um, no filter type of woman. And I love that about her. Um, my parents for sure. Um, my dad always taught me to work first and then play after. And I think that really kind of helped me because I wasn't so focused on um, making sure I do all the fun things first. I was always make sure I get all my work done first and then go and have fun. Um, so I would say those, those two people and my brother too, he, he works his ass off. <laughs> I, I like, I like that advice. Um, have you, when you started out doing makeup, were you sort of looking for mentors or was it something that just sort of happened? I'm just thinking, you know, I've realized in my life that it's helpful. Definitely. I think absolutely it's, it's helpful. Um, I, I didn't really like think like I need a mentor, but as when I met Munami at Makeup Forever, that's when I started to kind of shift and, and really see that they help, like, you know, not even just mentors, like just people, they, they really help and just, you know, to bounce ideas off of people and you learn from them, you learn different techniques, what to do, what not to do. Um, you know, so I, I try to like consume a lot of content too online of just, you know, how to be a better makeup artist. Um, and I also try to be a mentor to people because it's not so much about just doing the makeup. It's actually a lot of times like your personality too on set and how well you work with people and, you know, having set etiquette. And, um, I think that's a huge part of why people get asked back. I've I've never heard of set etiquette, but I assume it's, you know, probably like no eating things like that. Um, is that something that like you learned from a mentor or you just learned from being on set and you were like, Ooh, okay, she's doing something and that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Right. Kind of a little bit of both. You know, I, I, I would watch people and artists that I would work with and, you know, they wouldn't really be on their phone too much or, you know, they would do a great job, but they would kind of, you know, when to speak, when to be quiet, when to ask questions, when not to ask questions. Um, so I would kind of like, um, watch them and how they were on set. But, um, yeah, I guess I, I kind of learned from like doing and also seeing, um, like just like silly things, you know, like just, you know, someone's talking to you, you're not texting on your phone, just kind of like being aware of what's happening. Cause I, I think also, you know, when, when I'm there for a job, it's not about me. It's about my clients. It's about the talent. It's about the whole team. Um, I'm not the star, you know, like, you know, so you, you go in with like a humble attitude. Nice. This might sound like a weird question, but I've, I watched a lot of like makeup videos online on like YouTube or on Instagram. Um, and then I know that there's a number of different sort of, I guess, makeup based shows like competitions, but those tend to be like, um, what do you call it? Uh, more like Like special effects. Yes. Thank you. Like special effects. I know that I've seen you do some special effects, but usually just for Halloween. How, how did you decide to go from like, we'll call it like the glamour side to special effects? Yeah. You know, when I went to school, I went to school for beauty. So I did just like a beauty makeup class and a hair class and a portfolio class, but there was also the special effects that you could sign up for. But I was just like, I'm girly girl. I'm like, nope, I just want to do beauty. That's it. I want to work with models. I want to do fashion. That's all I want to do. And I, that's what I thought I wanted to do. And then as I've like been in the industry, I, 
I actually, I have a, recently a, a newfound appreciation even for special effects. It's really fun to see everything come together. And I've never liked all like that fake blood or prosthetics or like the gory stuff. I was just kind of like, uh, no, <laughs> but I actually, I like it now. It's, it's actually been a lot of fun. And I, whenever I would do special effects, it was typically for smaller independent films or um, for Halloween, like you said for Halloween every year and every year for Halloween, I would kind of like get more and more into it. Cause you, it's, it's like such a process and, and, but it takes a while. I think, you know, special effects can, can take quite some time. Like I did one of my, um, a bald cap the other day and it, it literally took like three hours to do. So, so it's like, I think maybe that's why I wasn't as into it. I was like, geez, it takes so long to like get the look, but, um, but lately, I've, I've I have found a, a new appreciation for special effects makeup. Oh, I saw the pictures that you put up of the bald cap, which was really really impressive because your model has a lot of hair in real life. Oh my god, I know that's why I probably <laughs> took three hours. It's better to choose a model with not a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it and I was just like, oh wow! And it's it was so impressive, and I was like, huh? I would have never. I guess outside of like watching a movie would never really think of like someone wanting to just try being bald. Right. Right. But you think of like, you know, some of these like extraterrestrial type of movies or sci-fi films. And and I think of Spock from Star Trek, you know, like, like, I don't know. Now I don't know if that's like his real head or did he have a bald cap? I'm not sure. So it's like, it it was fun to do. It's, It's been really fun to do, but yeah interesting does it change the way you like look at tv shows and movies that have special effects do you like watch them to i guess almost study them or figure out oh that's a bald cap or oh those ears are definitely fake yeah i I find i i notice those things more now even makeup like when i'm just watching television and makeup in general i notice like the lighting or how somebody looks or if they're shiny, um, like you can really see those things. So yeah, I, I do notice it more, especially when you're at the movies. I mean, we can't go to the movies now, but when you see it on the big screen and everything is in like high def, it's like that makeup has to be on point or it's going to be, you, you'll be able to see like the, the places that need to be fixed. Oh. Do you like, what's your, I guess, makeup dream? Like, do you have like a dream company that you'd love to work for a dream job i would like to be a spokesperson for lancome i i would like to do that um that's kind of i don't know if that's like a dream dream but i would like to be a spokesperson for either lancome or a makeup company um and and work with them i think that would be kind of fun or maybe help you know design lipsticks for our company or even my own company which i might um get back into, but with COVID, it, it's been a little bit more difficult. I was designing some lipsticks, but with COVID it's been harder. So, um, yeah, I, that's a really good question because I, I, I enjoy Justin Timberlake. I would love to work with him. That that's my dream job. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, nope, I exactly know. It's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yep. There you go. There you go. Now that I, now him, him and Drake, those are my two, two boys that I want to oh. work with. It's, okay. I'm not, I'm not mad at either of those choices. You know, I look up to them. I think that they're, they're super talented and I think that they would just be fun to work with. Nice. I like that you had started to branch out and make your own makeup. Like 
I can imagine not just going to like a Sephora in the future and being like, Ooh, where's, do you have the makeup by Flynn somewhere? And they're like, Oh, it's over there. I hope so. I hope so. With like COVID and things now it's a little bit more difficult, but, but yeah, that will be, that will be a, a, the next step. I'm trying to like figure out kind of like next next steps exactly of what the next plan is and you know, where everything is going. I've been back into doing commercials and some fashion stuff and weddings are now picking up as well. Some of them are more micro weddings, but with COVID the first couple of months, you know, we weren't able to work, but, but thankfully, you know, things are picking up right now. That's great. Do you have any advice um, for anyone who's like, not sure if makeup is the thing for them? Like if it's someone who's like, oh, you know, I really like makeup, but like, do I want it to be my career? Like, do you have any advice for those folks? Well, I think you have to kind of look at what you like to do. And I always say, try it. I think, I think where sometimes people, I don't, people, I don't know if they go wrong. I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but um, people kind of do something because of the money, because of the money. And I think, you know, the money, I always say the money comes. Like if you do what you love and you do your passion and you work really hard, I really think that your passions can become your career. Um, and it's not going to be perfect the first time. It's, you know, you might not like parts about it, but as you grow, you develop, you're going to learn what you like and what you don't like. But I think, you know, if you're dipping your hand in so many different pots, it's a good thing to figure out what you want to do, but, um, sometimes you don't really focus on, you know, where you're going. So I think, um, if you want to be a makeup artist, don't listen to people because I think a lot of people might say, you know, that's not a real job. Maybe nowadays more so when I was, when I was starting, you know, my grandparents would ask me what I do and I, they, they, I don't think they still don't understand what I do, but that's okay. (laughs) They're just like, I don't know. She like paints, does makeup or something. And I'm like, it's okay, grandma. It's okay. Don't worry. Um, but I, if you really do enjoy makeup, it's a fun career. Like I have to say, I have a lot of fun. I love working with people and, um, every day is different for sure, which took a little bit of adjustment just to kind of like, okay, I'm here one day. I'm here the next day. I'm here this day. Um, the consistency for the locations is all over the place. So definitely use Google calendar. Well, I used to use the planner, but I've now updated to Google calendar. I have mixed emotions about it, but it's okay. <laughs> it's a work in progress. That's fine. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, I just think like stick with your passions. I think, you know, also my dad told me if you do what you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. And um, I am grateful to say that I feel that way. I mean, sometimes it feels like work for sure, but, but I, for the most part, I, I feel grateful to do this. Awesome. I love it. I love that you got to take something that you really love and turn it into something that also like, you know, pays the bills, but makes you really happy that you get to do it. That's, I think that's the thing that women, I really want for every woman that I know and for women that I'm going to meet or may never meet anyway. Um, Like I want everyone to be able to find that thing and turn that into something. And you have, I feel like you're such a really good example of that. I also think it was very, very brave of you to move to like New York city, like the craziest place in the world (laughs) and then make a, make a serious career change. I um, I moved to New York city with um, my best friend from college and she was moving to New York city and I had never been to New York. I no, I, I had been to New York city one time with my family for like a long weekend, but I didn't really know New York city. And after college, she's like, come on, let's go to New York city. She had a job. I did not. And I 
packed one suitcase and I said, let's go and got to New York city, lived all over the city, roughed it, couch surfed, whatever I had to do to make ends meet. Cause I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, did that. And I'm from Michigan originally. So I, I felt like I, I didn't really fit into New York city. The vibe was different. You know, people didn't really talk to each other. And so I, I worked with a marketing company for six months here and realized I didn't want to live in New York City. It was too hard, I thought. So that's when I went back to Michigan, actually, for six months and figured out a plan. Because I always say, like, you have to come to New York City with some type of blueprint. Like, you need, like, an idea of what you're going to do. Just, like, come in here and wing it. I love, like, the dream mentality, but it's hard. It's super mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when I figured out I wanted to be a makeup artist that's when I came back to New York city and I have like that competitive spirit. So I'm like, this city's not going to knock me down. Like I come on, like, no. And so I came back and yeah, 13 years later, I can't believe I'm still here. It's wild. I love that. Like hearing you describe it, I'm like, this should be like a movie, like a Netflix. original. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. We jumped around. I lived in Spanish Harlem. I lived in Harlem. I lived in the village. I lived in Stuyvesant. I lived in Brooklyn. I stayed on couches. I I lived in a in a one bedroom with four people. Like I roughed it. Girl. Um. And I was I was I I didn't want to ask my parents for money. I felt like they helped me enough. And I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. Um. So yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> I I love it. Like that's just like the power of it's 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 really impressive. I you're also I think tougher than me because I feel like if I had come to New York City, worked here, lived here, and then left, I don't know if I would have come back. Right. Oh, I know it's wild. It is, but I'm in. The, I live in the city now, and I'm I'm recently thinking about <clears throat> moving to Brooklyn because I would like a little bit of quiet time, and it's, the city is like always moving and grooving, and it's, so it's it's. I'm, I'm like, I'm like getting older, maybe. I'm like, wow, I want a family. I want a backyard. I want space. I want all this stuff. So Brooklyn might be the move. Oh, I lived in Brooklyn for a little while. I loved it. So my very last question um, is, what is one thing that you always have, like makeup wise, in your bag? Hmm. One thing that I always have in my bag. Well, hmm, I'm trying to think of like, oh, I always have um, this beautiful, it's a Tom Ford eyeshadow. I am obsessed with it. It's called Golden Peach. I love it so much. It looks so beautiful and so many different skin tones. And that is like my, my go-to. Like I layer that a lot of times on top of eyeshadow and it just, it's, it's beautiful. Oh. What is, I, okay, so I lied because hearing you say that, and I <laughs> realized I had another question. <laughs> Sorry. Ask away. <laughs> so I am someone, I, for the longest time when I started wearing makeup, I was like very big on like, okay, I'm going to just do like big eyes, right? I was like, as I wore like all the colors, sometimes I had multiple colors because I was so nervous that my lips were too big. And I was like, okay, I can't wear lipstick or I would like wear really muted colors. And then a few years ago I was doing an event and I had like a sample of this lipstick and I was like, all right, I'm going to put it on. And I got such like rave reviews that I was like, wait a minute, I can wear lipstick. But I, but I also wait, I went through a, a period of time where I would wear like bright lipstick 
and bright <laughs> eyeshadow. <laughs> I need was, to see these pictures. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was it was a bit much. Like even now, I'm like, I think at that point when I knew it was a little too much, but I was like, I'm in it. I'm here. Um, yeah. But I say all this to say that. One day. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I don't know. They're. Mm. I, that would be fun, actually. I feel like a glass of wine and just like a box of photos, and it's like, okay, go. <laughs> that that could end badly, though. Like, <laughs> it's like photos, no phones. That could that could get weird. Um, but now for me, like when I go, if I know I'm going to an event, I will take this this same color red lipstick because it's like become like my signature. Do you have like a, a color or a product that you are like, if we say, okay. Flynn, this is what you want people to associate with you. I think lipstick. I don't have like a particular lipstick that I use every time, but I always like myself in a bright lipstick. I just feel like even though I'm wearing a mask right now, I still have like lipstick under my mask because I just feel like I'm so washed out if I don't have any lipstick on. So I always, I typically will go with like a rose or a red. I love, you should try Ruby Woo. I don't, I don't know if you've tried it yet from MAC. It's a great red. Um, that's like my jam. Uh, you know, what's so funny. Have you tried it? I, I have in store, but what's so funny is the color that I like love is called Beso from Stila. And a lot of people ask me oh, if nice. it's Ruby okay. Lou. Oh, wow. Okay. Is it a, it's a stain, right? It's a, it's a stain? liquid lipstick. Yeah. yeah. I like those it's, too. They, that one stays better than Ruby Woo. Oh, it's, it, I love it. Especially when I, back in the day when we could, you know, do live events outside, um, I would put it on at like five in the morning and wouldn't have to like re-up until like nine o'clock at night and I could eat several meals. It was, it was perfect. Um, but I love that you brought up that lipstick is your thing. Is that what inspired you with the um, masks? Cause I know I have some of the masks that you made that have the red lipstick on them. Yeah. The, so the mask, I wanted to do something with my mom. Actually, my mom was very creative and she's a great sewer, knitter. She's always been creative. I get a lot of creativity from her. And um, I just thought it would be really fun to create something with her and also be able to give back. Um, and so that's kind of why we like ins- were inspired to do the masks and we found this beautiful fabric with like the lipsticks on it. And I'm like, what a better way, something to do with my mom, giving back and helping people. I, I love them. Alana got, got some for me and I was like, Oh, this is so perfect. It's like the mask for makeup when you can't really wear makeup. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for getting some too, for sure. Of course. Are you still making them? Like, can people still get them? Yep. Yes, we are. Nice. Yes, absolutely. So if anybody wants one, they can email me at, Flynn at makeupbyflynn.com. This was awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And, you know, I'm sending you all the good vibes that Drake or Justin Timberlake are in your future. (laughs) We're manifesting it. We're putting it out there.